society, culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here with the wife, the mother, the dancer, the educator, the novelist, the, the author... Uh, the subject of two documentaries that you could see on Melissa Vision on Roku, or you could see them on MelissaIteljoran.com. And, of course, radio show host and and podcast host, Melissa Iteljoran, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? Uh, terrific. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're kind of uh, out of the Thanksgiving mode, and everyone's do- dove headfirst into uh, into Christmas mode and uh kind of here we are you know uh, we're we're talking in the beginning of December but my god it just uh, it, it's almost like the world can't wait to get Thanksgiving over and and start with the Christmas <laughs> music and the holiday times and uh, Hanukkah of course that gets less much less press Hanukkah but uh, you know let's face it boy uh, Christmas crazy and and it's it's probably probably because of the almighty dollar right pushing that mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Well, I think we can safely say that Thanksgiving is behind us. Thank God. <laughs> it's just too much, you know. <laughs> yeah. No question about it. We were talking a little off mic about Buckingham Palace, and you know, uh, long live the king. Now, right? We got uh, the new king, and uh, with the new king, there becomes a new um, set of controversies. The the one thing that the the queen did being there all that time was uh she was a stabilizing factor she didn't cause much drama but you got to figure in the transition you, you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of drama happening and you know who's going to stir it up more than anything is uh oh. it, you know the, the the magic couple uh oh, harry yeah. and megan yeah. oh boy yes yeah aren't we lucky to have them anyway <laughs> <laughs> but uh yes i mean you know we're, we're in you know the world is it's is in the grip of a, a, a woke sensation. So anything that is said by somebody who, you know, may have been able to get away with certain certain comments about uh, race and society and whatever, um, is now under the microscope. And, and any anything uh, in the, said in the public eye can be misconstrued as as uh, as malintentioned. And um, it may that very well may be. I mean, what when what was what was acceptable. You know, when the queen was coronated 70, uh, over 70 years ago, is not acceptable now. I mean, things, simple things like divorce were not as acceptable as they are now, especially among in royal circles. And we've, you know, we've seen from the crown and from, you know, from the from uh, the, the past history of, of the of the monarchy that uh, you know, di- divorce has really come come. You know, face a uh, full face, uh, and and uh, in 1992 there were three royal couples who were divorced, and that would have been unheard of, uh, you know, in, in decades prior. And now, especially, it's the the way that uh, the royals um, uh, approach um, race relations, uh, in, especially in in in, uh, in public circles. Uh, is really under the microscope. It's very sensitive, and 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 the wrong the the wrong slight of uh, of of the off the collar statement can really ignite uh, fury. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is what's happening. You know, this is something I think 20 years ago uh, it wouldn't have been such a big deal, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. It's possibly, possibly, yeah. um, but now forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, if you or I, should, God forbid, um, misinterpret something, misconstrue something, I mean, it could, it could really, you know, blow up in our faces. Yeah, uh, no question about it. Yeah. So what? What? What's the ultimate fallout? Uh, someone lost their job, right? Well, she resigned. She resigned. Well, she, yeah, probably forced to she, resign, right? Yeah, probably. Although I think she saw the the writing on the wall, uh, and she wasn't just a you know an employee of the palace. She was a lady in waiting, and a very close friend for more than sixty years to the late queen. So she was in with the queen. You know, she was she accompanied the queen. When you're a lady in waiting, you you're like the you know you're like a personal assistant. You are you know you, you have a front row seat to all the events that are going on, the behind the scenes activities. You assist the queen. And you're, you know, you're a uh, an, an an ever ready presence at events, at at uh, the at um, uh, the openings of parliament, for example, and other state activities, and um, and and you get to be, you know, you're a well, you're a well recognized face in in royal circles. Well, this lady in waiting, uh, who's 83 years old, and so shows you how you know she was really in with the queen. I mean, yeah. the queen died at 96, so this woman's been there. Uh, from um, you know, for a long time, uh, and, you know, and, and maybe not seventy years, but definitely sixty years. And yeah. now she was wow. she was working with uh, Camilla, who was the the queen consort. And uh, there was an event that Camilla um, had um, hosted uh, this past week at Buckingham Palace, and it was for a domestic violence um, a campaign against domestic violence. And one of the guests was the head of a charity called Sister Space, and the woman is African-American, and she was dressed in, I guess, traditional garb, but she's not, she's, she's a British native, and uh, Lady uh, Susan Hussey, which is her name, uh, she's the 83-year-old lady-in-waiting who's now, was working for Camilla, uh, she approached, uh, that she, I guess, this, this guest, um, I guess, it was, as it was supposed to be, um, uh, I guess that's her. That's her. Her the protocol. She's supposed to, greet, you know, meet and greet, and and make sure that everybody is, you know, everybody's get, you know, coming in and and, and getting uh, acclimated to the to the surroundings. And she asked her, I think, one too many questions, and uh, her, some of her questions were seemed to be uh, um, uh, prying on, uh, on on the, on the woman's uh, on the on the this. Uh, I don't know if she's a CEO or she's an executive of this of this of this agency on her her nationality and, uh, because she was wearing a foreign uh, you know a native garb you know um, like African based garb right and she kept saying where are you where are you really from now I can understand okay people of a certain generation are not woke yep and they may right. not be politically correct they're asking where are you from are you wearing the clothes of your your country and 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 she she pressed when she pressed the, this um, uh, this woman uh, whose name is Nagotsi Fulani, uh, who's the chief executive of the charity, um, and she kept uh, Miss Fulani kept saying, "I'm a British native, 
I'm I was born here. My parents are nationals. I I I I'm I'm African. You know I, I'm, uh, I'm British. Um, uh, British African. African British. Right. I, I descent, but I am not a foreigner. This is my country. And and and, and it, I think she went. I think Lady Susan Hussey went a little bit overboard, and that's when uh, Miss Villani became irritated and felt that she was being uh, brandished with questions. She's being, I guess. Interrogated, and felt it was it was it was teetering on on prejudice, you know. And, you know, people say things. Oh, where are you from? Aren't you really from here? Do you speak English? I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I uh, and I think after that, it, it uh, this woman who uh, this lady in waiting who has you know been there for over sixty years, uh, and, and has and is really in with the royal family. Um, and, and and I mean, she goes way back. She she was there when Princess Diana was. Uh, you know, first entered the family, and um, she, uh, she was, you know, very close with the with the late queen. Yeah. Uh, she felt the pressure, and she resigned. And she's also the godmother to um, one of the godparents, one of the godmothers to um, Prince William. No kidding! Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, this is a lady in waiting who's been waiting a very, very long time, right? <laughs> waiting. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Uh, wow, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa Itell Jordan. Yeah, I, I mean, if you, uh, if if you think about it, uh, you don't expect the eighty-something-year-olds to be uh, as up on on all of this. As uh, as the younger generation, and I, you know, I don't want to engage. I got to be careful here too with all woke. I, I don't want to engage in in ageism, right? But let's let's face it: people in their eighties are less woke. They're less politically correct, less um, uh, you know, uh, appropriate sometimes than yeah. uh, than this. I, you know, one quick thought is: you know, Bill Burr is the comedian. You know, uh, um, he was on Breaking uh, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, he played Kirby on there, but he's a he's a great yeah, comedian. I didn't. I have, I'm afraid I was not watching. I, I I wasn't an avid watcher of Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah, well, he was he wasn't a major part of it, but he yeah. he kind of exploded after that. But he is a mm-hmm. uh, he's got a very popular podcast. But he had a uh, had a funny line. Do you remember those guys that were the uh, the swamp guys, I forget what they're called. Uh, the guy with the long beard. Um, yes, yes, yeah. They were. They had a reality show. Yes, I for, uh, duck something. Like oh yeah, duck yeah. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Not that I was a big fan. No. No, I, did, I wasn't I, either. I didn't watch. I mean, I, I just, you know, you hear about them in passing. They, they make the headlines. Uh, one of the, one of their, uh, one of their offspring, uh, the granddaughter, became a, a, a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. So that was really the only. You know the only interest I had in the, yeah. show, in, in the show at all. I thought they looked rather odd with their their overgrown beards. Yeah, well, here's the guy with the overgrown beard. Um, mm-hmm. Guys in his seventies or eighty, who knows, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. um, and he was, uh, he, you know, in in the swamp. He created, you know, lived in the backwoods of the swamp, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and created these. Duck halls, right? These, uh, these, I, I guess, amazing duck, duck halls. You call them anyway. But uh, Bill Burr said, uh, you know, he said, I'm blown away. They asked him all these questions about 
you know, about gay marriage and, uh, and, and the church and God and all these things. And everyone's shocked by his reaction. He said, I would have been shocked if a guy who looked like that and a guy who's from the swamp and, uh, and, and his 70s or 80s with a long beard like that. He said, what did they expect to come out of him? Shakespeare? What did they expect? Like this guy <laughs> to say, yeah, you know, everybody's equal. Everyone's what? He said, what do you think a guy from the swamp is going to say? You know, like, and, and it's almost the same thing here. Like, what do you what do you think an eighty something year old lady in waiting of the Queen of of Queen Elizabeth? What, what do you think she's gonna? You, you think she's gonna be woke? You think she's gonna be whatever? So, like, why are people surprised at at this? Uh, is is I'm sure what Bill Burr would uh, would comment if he's consistent with the Duck Dynasty thing. And again, I'm not comparing Duck Dynasty to the the Royals or whatever, but. Uh, not a big shock, but you would think that the royals, you would think that the uh, the people involved with Buckingham Palace, that they would be way up on all the woke. They would be mm-hmm. completely up yeah. on all of this, yeah. and uh, and and you got to wonder why something like this, uh, you know, slipped through the uh, through the uh, cracks. But again, there's two sides. There's two ways to look at it. Buckingham Palace should be. Uh, more uh, more politically correct, let's say, and and secondly, well, what did you expect, right? It's one of those two things, and and I could understand anybody believing either one of those <laughs> those those viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, this wouldn't have made notice had um, had it not been uh, tweeted out. The uh, the offended guest tweeted out. Um, she says everybody's got a Twitter account. Uh, what was said and done and how this woman uh, she claimed humiliated her and uh, I, you know in, in the days before social media no one would have heard of this maybe there would have been an interview somebody she, you know, the guest the offended guest would have called the press or something but because of social media this you know this became viral and i guess the uh, maybe the royal you know maybe the palace had a, a talk with Lady Susan and said, you know, look, uh, you know, we can't have this. This is not good for for our optics, and uh, we we can't. You know, we've got the we 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 just got through with Meghan and 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 Harry bashing us, and we don't need them now to claim and you know another another feather in their caps. And uh, so she she bowed out. She she resigned, and 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 yeah, I feel bad for. Her. I think. She didn't know. Maybe they didn't prep her on what to say, what not to say. You can't say too much. We're in a woke world. You have to. You, you just can't. You know, ask too many questions. You you can't make assumptions like that because then it's considered. Uh, you know, it's 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 bordering on on racism. Uh, it's like it's 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 you know it's equated with the, the you know the white man's burden in Rudyard Kipling. You know, uh, you know the poor, uh, uneducated, ignorant, um, non-white, you know, brown, black people. We have to take care of them. You know, and 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 it's it's seen as as condescending. And uh, if someone is you know wearing a, a native costume and says, uh, "Okay, I'm actually British. I, I was born here," you know, and that's it. <laughs> why, why do you keep going on and on and on? Yeah, right. I mean, it's uh, look, look, it's a different world. We have to be ready uh, for that. You know, the one thing also that's coming to mind, and and again, maybe maybe I'm stretching. You know, maybe I'm I'm looking at things uh, differently, but. Uh, do you remember? And I, I just recently had him on my show, and you know I didn't hammer him on it, but you, you know Don Don Lemon. You and I spoke about this. Um, he uh, he he brought up to the British royals 
um, or, or at least a spokesperson for the British royals, uh, about the um, uh, reparations, slave reparations, and, and their uh, behavior during the slave trade. And he had it all wrong. He just didn't get it. Uh, Don Lemon, he didn't, and he got put in his place by the uh, by the spokesperson from Buckingham Palace, who basically, and this is like the day after the Queen died, or the day they buried the Queen, let's say, and they put Don Lemon in his uh, in his place. And I said, I, I think it was to you. I think you and I uh, spoke about this, mm-hmm. and and I, I said, you know, if you're Don Lemon and you're going to take a big swing at something like that, and you're a CNN and you have this huge staff. Why aren't you using it? Like, why aren't, you know, if if the Melissa Itell Joran show with you and me, you know, doing this, if we make mistakes, all right, guys, we're sorry. You know, we're just a couple of people here. We don't have people prepping you. There's no people prepping me, right? I mean, we're, you know, we're doing an independent radio show, independent podcast. So, you know, we're, we're going to make some mistakes. When you're, when you're Don Lemon and C, uh, CNN, and you you make a mistake like that where you don't know, and and for people who don't know, what happened? She she made him look like a fool. I mean, the woman from uh, from the Buckingham Palace uh, side, the spokesperson, and and she she schooled him on on how uh, Britain behaved during that, and it was really you know black uh, kings and and leaders in Africa who sold out the uh, their own people to the you know whatever, and and they handled that. Um, you know very well. Don Lemon handled it poorly, and and again they moved them from you know from nighttime to daytime, almost you know just to kind of make some response. But it's the same thing here. There's a lot of money that goes into the staff at Buckingham Palace. I assume uh, maybe they could use this, especially with Harry and Meghan being you know the, you know <laughs> being somewhere you know somewhere in the uh, in the equation you know the 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 king's son and daughter and uh you, you know maybe you invest a little in uh in uh investigators um in um in, in uh, publicity people maybe you really get down on, on all the on the protocol just so you're not making headlines like this what what's your thoughts on that well, I guess, you know, every institution, public institution, has to have this, you know, sensitivity training because um, this is the world we live in. And, and I guess for people who are of a, of, of a different generation, it's hard to adjust to it um, because uh, they, they, they didn't have this filter to impose upon themselves, to abide by. And it's a different world. And, and um you know, we've, we've ex- uh, the, the, the globally, um, the, the, you know, people have have expanded their 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 own rights, and uh, we're supposed to be inclusive. And and uh, you know, and as it is, um, at least in in this country, um, uh, uh, Caucasian people are going to become a minority. And, and maybe in, in less than you know, a decade or two, yeah. that's what the projections are. And we have to learn to uh, we have to learn to live together. You know, the other people make up this world. All kinds make up this world. All cultures and and backgrounds. And you know, um, as as early as um, as recently as uh, what twenty thirty years ago, you didn't have gay marriage. I mean, what what politician? Not not even twenty years ago. Less than that. When Obama was running for the first time uh, with Joe Biden, and he was—he looked different then. Yeah, 2008. <laughs> yes, he looked different. You know, I don't know if anybody notices he looked different back then. <laughs> and, and I think it's 
He really did. He may have. There were rumors he had plastic surgery. Oh. Um, if he, uh, I, 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 I can't imagine. I guess he did go along. This was probably his wife's idea before he ran for president <laughs> for the third yeah. time. Um, he looked different. He sounded different. He was more coherent, of course. You know, he, he, he was a little younger. Uh, and he, was, he and Obama would not uh, consider uh, legalizing gay marriage. They wanted to leave that up to, uh, you know, individual states. They didn't want to impose yep. their, that belief, you know, in, in, polit- in, in politically speaking. They believed that marriage was a union between a man and a woman. But things have really changed. They really changed from then on. So, yeah, the world has, the world has changed on a dime. And, and uh, it's harder for people of, of prior generations um, you know, to to make that adjustment and and learn what what not to say and what to think and how to approach other people and 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 take into consideration their feelings. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, things have changed dramatically. Yeah, I mean, that was two thousand and eight. And think about mm-hmm. it: the president, the the leaders of the Democratic Party were were not saying we got to legalize uh, uh, same sex marriage, right? That's how uh, oh. how how different things were. Frank mm-hmm. McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa, I tell to watch the two documentaries or Melissa vision on Roku and Amazon fire. And uh, everyone go there and check out the documentaries on Melissa. Uh, it, but it, yeah, you're right. I mean, things, things change. That's not that long ago. 2008 is not that long ago. Um, you know, what is that? 16 years ago. Is that what it is? Right? Um, it, uh, uh, isn't it 14, 14, 14 years, years ago. ago? Yeah. Yeah. So 14 years ago. Then. Yeah. What, what major changes that, uh, that we're ha- uh, having here? Hey, by the way, uh, it, we'd be remiss not to at least touch on the Kanye, Kanye thing. I know a lot of people have been talking about it, but, um, you and I, it, it, it happened, mm-hmm. you know, since the last time we talked, uh, mm-hmm. I think, but Kanye and, and, and Trump, right. They got into some controversy uh can you can you remind everyone what what happened there with kanye oh yes well this is the big um this is the big you know the big event that i think is not good this is not good publicity for president trump who we know uh, announced his his uh third attempt uh for the presidency and i don't think it's going it's not going well because he accepted an invitation from Kanye West and his, I guess his lunch guest or date or whatever. This guy named this this crackpot, um, anti-Semitic white supremacist named Nick Fuentes. I, I barely recognize the name, and and I don't know who's running the the affairs at at Mar-a-Lago. I, I mean, does does Trump have a, a chief chief of staff? I mean, who is screening all these guests? I mean, they're a secret service. You can't get in there. It's not like maybe you can. Maybe you can go up to Mar-a-Lago, ring the bell, <laughs> say hi, it's Frank. I want to see the president, and the secret service will say, hey, "Just a minute, you know, let let, let me check." <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been in. there. I haven't been there. I think since 2012 or 13, uh-huh. something like that. But uh-huh. it, it was, uh, yeah, it's it it's got its security. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, something. But go ahead. Get yeah, continue. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, we know that Mar-a-Lago is also a, you know, it's 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 a, a resort as well as the residency of the former president. But there are Secret Service agents around there. How did Kanye get in? Um, and did did Trump know of this ahead of time? Did he personally screen this? And a lot of people are saying, who's allowing people like him to come in? I mean, this looks really bad. 
you know, we know that, that Kanye is, is, is mentally ill, and he's also off his, his rocker, and right. he's, he's voiced a lot of terrible— You're being uh, very kind by just saying he's mentally ill. He yeah, well, yeah, I mind. know. Out of his mind, he's—I mean, he spewed such terrible rhetoric against Jews, against white people. I mean, he, he, you can kind of say, well, maybe he's, he, needs, he needs help. He desperately needs help. But then he brings this guy, Nick Fuentes, along, who's a, um, a rabid anti-Semite, white supremacist, a real nut job. I guess a David Duke wannabe. Yeah. You know, David Duke, the, I don't know if he's the former— um, grandmaster or grand wizard or whatever of the of the of the KKK, but he's he's tried to run for office n- numerous times in Louisiana. Um, this guy is a wannabe. I mean, why does Trump sit down with people like that? We know he has a history with Kanye West, and Kanye sounds you know you cringe when you listen to Kanye speak, but lately he's really gone off the rails. I mean, he's so, I mean. He's terrible, and but what? But how can you know who's who's screening all these visits? It looks bad for Trump. You know, people are are in, are, are up in arms over this. I mean, his his Jewish Republican donors are are really getting fed up now. They don't want to be associated with him, and he has the record of having helped Israel. He he facilitated with the the assistance of his his son-in-law Jared, the you know the Abraham Accords. The moving of the embassy, the the uh, from to Jerusalem, U.S. embassy. Uh, how what is going on here? I mean, he, this is not helping his presidency. All people talk about now is let's bring in DeSantis. Everybody now thinks DeSantis is, I don't know, the eighth wonder of the world, yeah. and he's going to say he's Superman and he's going to save the country. And you know, my, we had a little joke last week. You know, when you come into Florida now, it's going to say, "Welcome to Florida, the sun su- sunshine state where woke goes to die." <laughs> you know, home of of of, a, of the next president of the United States governor. Ron DeSantis, 2024, we're coming to take the country back. I mean, this is what they're talking about now. They now think they look at him as the, the second coming of I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who is who is briefing Trump on these things? Does he have a chief of staff? Does he realize what he's doing, what damage he's doing to himself? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Everything that he's done uh, has been a disaster, and it's it's almost the opposite with. DeSantis, everything that DeSantis touched turns to, to gold. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, exactly. kind of got Midas going for him, a Midas touch going for him. Um, again, Melissa, I tell Joran.com to watch the documentaries. Uh, uh, Frank McKay here with Melissa. Yeah, I mean, it's what is going on with the people around Trump? Who is, who is advising the former president right now? Because, I mean, he shouldn't be anywhere. Yeah, Kanye West and uh, and and other other people uh, <laughs> uh, like that. I mean, this this idiot, you know, this David Duke, like as you said, wannabe. Um, you know, why why would you ever go anywhere near him if you're running for uh, running for president? Uh, have you looked at polls? Uh, are there any uh, are there any uh, polls emerging? Are we seeing anything? Uh, well, I think DeSantis is really taking off. I mean, it, it's not a, you know it's not a huge leap, but he is. He is getting there, yeah, and it just makes you wonder. Um, yeah, you know, does he know what's going on? Does he think this is enhancing his candidacy? I, people are, you know, they've been getting they, since the midterm election, since since the you know the landslide re-election of DeSantis and also of uh, of Marco Rubio as senator. Uh, people have really started to sour on Trump. I don't know if he's just blind to or blind, deaf, dumb, and blind to everything. 
or he's he's delusional and he thinks he's going to overcome this um or and then the and he thinks the republican party will you know will bend at the, you know bend at the knee for him or give him you know you know take the knee i don't know if they do i think they're making a terrible mistake yeah I, you know one of the other things that uh, that i've been reading about and and hearing about just in conversation is that a lot of uh right wing um right to lifers uh, who have never trust, trusted Trump uh, on his, and when I say Trump, I mean prior to being coming President Trump. They never trusted him because he was he was pro-choice uh, all those years, and then he switched. And their feeling kind of on him is, hey, look, he did what he was supposed to do while he was there. We got what we needed out of him, and that was the three pro uh, pro-life um, justices, and uh, and and they kind of put. Uh, you know, put that behind them. You know that you know they're going to get the same uh, in the future if if Clarence Thomas passes or if somebody else passes um, mm-hmm. uh, or leaves uh, for some reason, uh, they're going to get a, a pro life judge from DeSantis just uh, just as they would. Well, any Republican really uh, is going to give them, but they may be feeling you know what we got what mm-hmm. we needed out of out of uh, out of President Trump. Uh, thank you and and goodbye. Well, you know, take care of yourself. We appreciate you. Thank you for for doing this, but any one of you would have done it. And they're not being supportive of the former president. The uh the right to life is the way they were originally because they're all, you know, they're about one issue, you know, many of those folks, the right to life is, and it's just about uh stopping abortion and uh mm-hmm. they feel they're going to get that from uh, you know, from from anybody that the Republicans put up. So Trump doesn't have that as a basis either. So you're going to start to see uh, an erosion of support um, when it goes to to Trump. If I if I'm reading it correctly, I don't know if I am, you know, uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he gets a, a real resurgence. But, um, you know, they're, they're probably you could make a case that um, that he's uh you know, once you lose, and I know he says he didn't lose, and people say he didn't lose, but once you lose, you kind of um, uh, the party wants to move on from you usually. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You would, you would imagine so. And and but and he's got still has a strong base. But if the, you know, but if if uh, you know Kevin McCarthy and uh, others uh, bow down to him, uh, what I mean, I, Mitch McConnell, I think, is, does not like him. They're not. And Mitch McConnell and, and Trump have never really been palsy wowsy anyway. Um, but who is Mitch McConnell uh, supporting? He didn't. He barely supported a lot of, a lot of the candidates uh, during the midterms. Uh, who was he going to throw his support to? Right. Well, you know, it's it's not going to be Trump. That's for sure. And and I don't know that Kevin McCarthy, uh, behind the scenes, is supporting Trump. He may may turn around and say, well, you know, I I like the former president, uh, but. Uh, quite frankly, you know, let the let the people speak and let the primaries go forward, and uh, and and whoever you know wins the Republican support will support the ticket. He could say that, and uh, it, you you may not have the um, uh, the powers that be. You may not have the powers that be uh, uh, lining up behind Trump as well. And um, I, I I don't know. It's just it, it's a it's a whole different game than it was certainly when he was an incumbent. But it's a whole 
uh, you know, it, it may be a whole different game than the end of the the primary season 2016 when Trump took a took a, a real stranglehold on the nomination. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, MelissaItellJuren.com. Watch the two documentaries. Go to Melissa Vision. Binge listen to uh, all the shows or, or cherry pick some of the shows, the many, many shows, hundreds and hundreds of shows that we've done together. Frank McKay here with Melissa ItellJuren. Um, yeah, Melissa, I mean, at this at this point, I don't know how much more we could uh, we could say until it develops uh, a little further. But uh, so far, not a not gangbusters for for Trump. No, I, it's I, I don't know how he's going to weather this storm. Maybe, you know, there are people who are who are making uh, uh, who are rationalizing it by saying, oh, well, uh, you know, he has a right to meet with whomever he wishes. He's the former president, yes, but it, it's it doesn't, especially if he's he's re- he's announced his his uh, third campaign for re-election. Uh, how how is this benefiting him? It's only making him. Uh, it, it's only uh, feeding the, the 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 fears of of many who say that he is pandering to you know that that ultra right. Uh, fringe movement of of, of uh, you know Antifa and, and KKK and white supremacists and then the lunatic Kanye who's who's you know he may be he may be insane but he is saying a lot of things that are that have been echoed by people like uh, Kylie Irving of all of all uh, celebrities uh, who's who's, uh, who's, who's anti-Semitic remarks were uh, akin to what you hear from the the, the black israelite movements i mean it, it's there are so many uh, who are going to come out who may have been quiet about this and, and 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 because of kanye and others they are revealing their innermost feelings about about jews and 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 uh, the whites and 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 and, and, the, and and who's really running the country i mean this is and this, this is not new information this is the age old uh, rhetoric that we we heard 80 years ago from from uh, uh, you know, from from Henry Ford, from uh, and, and Walt Disney, also, you know people like Walt, Walt Disney. We found out later on Walt Disney, uh, uh, Lindbergh. You know these are you know, Lindbergh, uh, Henry Ford, big friends of Adolf Hitler's regime. I want. I think. I think Henry Ford. Uh, was you know I think he visited I'm not sure but I, you know he was definitely acknowledged by Adolf Hitler for his contributions to society yeah. and so and so was uh, Charles Lindbergh, Lindbergh. Even, yeah. even more publicly I mean this is this is this rhetoric is is, is so is so frighteningly reminiscent of what happened in the 30s and and you know you know many many leaders many Jewish leaders have said that this is it is it's 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 chilling to listen to this because you wonder are we going to repeat the events of, of of the Nazi regime you know in the 30s they started getting rid of the the, the civil rights of Jews until they you know until it was too late you couldn't get out of the country and if you were stuck there and you tried to escape by going to other countries you were overrun by the Nazis and eventually you died in a camp. I mean, uh, you know, who wants to live like that? Who wants to have to face something like that? I mean, it's it's not impossible. We're, I'm hopeful that we, you know, we were not going to elect people like that to uh, to public office, because then we'd, we'd really be up the creek. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, got a couple moments left with Melissa. I tell Jern. Uh Melissa, back to uh, Buckingham Palace. Uh, are they? Are they saying that they're making any moves other than, you know, um, uh, the lady in waiting, um, 
dismissing herself or, or retiring or whatever she uh, uh, she's doing. Are they making uh, policy changes? Uh, have they said things like that? Well, they, you know, they say that uh, they maintain they are not racist. You know, Prince William's uh, spokesman said that they are not racist. They don't. They do not condone such statements, such behavior, and um, uh, you know, they. And it's an image problem for them. I mean, last year with the Oprah interview uh, with Meghan saying, accusing, publicly accusing the royal family of overt racism and her husband, I don't know, he's just so, I think he is so cajoled, he is he is so henpecked that he just goes along with everything, in my opinion, um, uh, and saying that, he, that they, people were wondering, somebody was wondering out loud if the baby was going to be, her, her first child was going to be, uh, have dark skin and be have creative, curly African hair. I mean, you know, it, it was that's you know, this is what the, the the what Buckingham Palace is trying to to fight, you know, to fight to, to quell because they don't. It's an it's it's an image breaker, and they're trying to you know, it's an it's it's an institution. I, I and I see it. Um, if you want to make parallels with with deeply embedded institutions that are so, you know, they're so they're so. Uh, I don't want to say rotten to the core because when I, you know, I can say that about the New York City Department of Education. You, you can do all, you can put on, you know, you can put on all the finishes, a new, you can give it a facelift, you can give it a new veneer, but it, the core is still there and it's corroded and it needs to be expunged. And the only way to do that is to blow up the whole thing. And the and Buckingham Palace is, 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 is such an old institution. They, they, they said a lot of things that you know, 70 years ago, they did a lot of things that today we would say, oh, Absolutely, you know, uh, it's it's it, it's it's indicative of a different era when you know you, people people you know let's uh, agreed with that kind of thinking. You know, for example, you didn't marry somebody, uh, you wouldn't allow a, a a member, a senior royal member, to marry a, a non-white person or to get a, get a divorce, um, or, or you know, it, you know, and, you, and it was perfectly fine to be you know to 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 ask of, to treat people in a certain way according to their you know their their race, their religion. I mean, it, it was a different world back then, and uh, you know people people who who were alive then say, oh, it was better then, but it was different. There were a lot of restrictions, and 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 um, and and, um, and 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 lack of rights for women, for for minorities, uh, for other disenfranchised people. It was a very different world. I mean, in this country alone. Uh, 50, 60, 70 years ago, um, you couldn't buy a house if you were black in, in a white neighborhood. Yeah. Um, certain neighborhoods, and I know this for a fact, in, in New York City, uh, in, the sub, in the boroughs, uh, would not sell to people. I mean, the, you know, the builders could, could, could decide they want to buy or sell, you know, do, uh, do business with anyone. Um, and and they, if they could get away with it, they would say, I'm sorry, but we're only selling to this group. We're not selling yeah. to that group. Sorry, you're not Catholic, Italian Catholic. We're, we can't. We know who you are because it's a small neighborhood. I mean, today, forget about it. I mean, it would go viral. You'd have lawsuits. It's a, a very different world. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, listen, uh, we'll be talking about uh, all the changing times as uh, as we move. It's it's rapid and it's fluid. Uh, uh, Melissa, as uh, as always, we wish everyone. 
uh, a safe weekend. Uh, we're speaking yes. on Friday here. They may hear us uh, tomorrow. They may hear us uh, Sunday or even Monday. Uh, but, you know, for those listening to us here on Friday, happy, happy weekend. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, yes. Melissa, uh, Melissa, any uh, final thoughts? Well, uh, this is a, this is indicative, I think, of uh, that's not going to be the last time we hear of stories like this, because this is uh, this is what's going on. This is the problem, the image problem that Buckingham Palace has. It's an old institution. Uh, much to his credit, King Charles wanted to reform it all these years. That was his intention. And, uh, you know, his mother, I think, ran a tight ship. She was a model of integrity. Uh, but the institution has to, has to move on. And she saw that. They allowed I mean, she and her... Her late husband allowed the, Harry to marry whomever he wanted. Uh, they, they eventually came to the realization, um, Elizabeth and her husband, but more so Queen Elizabeth, that marriages don't last forever, and sometimes it's in the best interest of everyone if a marriage is dissolved. And they, you know, they had to move on. They had to become progressive, just as many people you know, uh, that we know. Um, to many people, divorce was unheard of. Today, it's part of life and you know it's the way it goes and in some circumstances it's best probably the better course in, in for some people and uh especially in families you know some families would say no you can't break up the family but uh look at all the people who are who are suffering and maybe it would be better it's not a great thing you know, it, it, it's it's hard on both parents um but uh the world has changed and the, the buckingham palace has to has to go with the flow, and I, and I think they see that it's it's in, important to the not just to, not only to their integrity, to the, but to their perception by the world. I mean, they, they're competing with Meghan and Harry, who are not above. They're not they're not angels. They're not saints. A lot of the many of the things they're doing is uh, are self-serving, at best. And uh, they're trying to yeah they're trying to be woke. They're riding the woke wave, and they're making a ton of money. So, um, but um, if they want to save face, and they don't want to be uh, they don't. They, they don't want to be part of this war, this uh, that, that uh, public relations war that that uh, uh, the Montecito uh, ex royals are, are carrying on. And they have to, you know, they've, they've they've got to get with it. They've got to really sit down and decide. Okay, well, do we need training here? What do we say to people? Do we need new faces? Do we need new blood? What what do we need? It's a very it's an old institution, and it's a complicated institution. And Buckingham Palace, where woke goes to die. Uh, <laughs> Melissa, thank you. Have a great weekend. Oh, thank you, Frank. You too, and to everyone out there, we love you, and uh, we know you're 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 great. You're terrific, and and we welcome you know welcome your listenership every week. Each and every week, we do love you, and thank you very much, Frank McKay. Signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Jern Show. <laughs> You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.